Blue Wire. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Rebuild. I'm Henry Attinger, coming to you about 30 minutes or so after the Browns playoff game against the Chiefs. Browns fall to the Chiefs ultimately in the game 22 to 17, and it was a heartbreaker. Uh, I it, it took me 30 minutes or so to get to recording this because I I was stuck sitting there for a little while after that game. It was just it was tough. It was it was heartbreaking. I, I'm devastated. I'm not going to lie to you, Browns Nation. I'm sure you guys are out there too. I'm sure you feel the same way. So I, I do want to go through this game and, and kind of talk it out with everybody here. It was a great game. It was one I feel lucky to have been a part of as a fan because let's be honest, Browns fans, we really we haven't had a game like this in so long where so much was on the line for our team, where so much was on the line emotionally. It it, it was, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit right now, but it was also, it was worth it, it, you know, to be a part of this. I'm so proud of the team. I loved the team this year. It was a pleasure to root them on throughout all of this. And, and yeah, it, it stinks. It stinks, no doubt. I have no doubt the Browns will be back in future years with this core, with Stefanski at the helm and all that. But they also had a chance to knock off the defending champs on the road. And and they were they came so close and just and didn't quite do it. Kind of the I think part of the reason this is so hard, to be honest, is the way it happened. Yeah, you know, that they came out, the Chiefs came out and were on fire. You saw why they're the defending Super Bowl champions. You saw why they're 15 and one this season. That offense is that good. It is that devastating. And then the Browns had a chance. They they started to come back even before Patrick Mahomes was injured. And then once Mahomes was out, they really had it rolling. It felt like they were going to come back. It felt like they were going to win this game. I had a lot of hope. I'm sure Browns fans out there had a lot of hope. And until that final play, I, I thought the Browns were going to win. I did. And I just got it. I, I mean, I just I wanted Baker in, in, in the offense to have one more shot. That's really what this comes down to. I wanted our team to have one more shot because I think they would have scored. I think there was enough time. I have full faith in that side of the football. And I think I think the Browns would have got it done. Unfortunately, they didn't get that opportunity. Yeah, so uh, look, I want to be both. I, I do want to get to a positive, a more positive note in this podcast. I do because I know it's hard in this moment uh, because it hurts a lot as, as I'm sure it does for you guys out there. And there are some negative things to talk about in this game too. So I'm going to start with the bad news. That's just the kind of guy I am. I like to kind of, you know, if good news or bad news. I want the bad news first. And then we're also going to talk about the good news. So, so let's get through this together, Browns fans. And, and we'll, we'll end on this on a positive note here on the rebuild. I promise. For me, look, I think, why did the Browns lose this game? I know there, there are some other reasons that we're going to talk about later, some tough calls that went against them, against them and all of that. But I got to start with the defense. I do. And it starts with, I mean, is, I got to start with 
that final sequence. Like I was just talking about, I just wanted the Browns to have one more chance and it's third and 14. The Chiefs are playing with Chad Henney as their backup quarterback in the game. And the Browns let him scramble for 13 and a half yards to even put the Chiefs in the position to go for fourth down. And then, you know, they ultimately convert when the Browns don't seem fully prepared for them to run a play in that moment, which granted, I didn't think they were going to run a play either, but you've got to be ready for that. It's third and 14. You've got two plays to get off the field and give your offense a chance. And the team's got its backup quarterback in and you can't get off the field. I mean, what what more is there to say, really? And I mean, the the sequence before that, it's again third down and B.J. Goodson is late getting out to the Chiefs running back Williams out of the backfield and he picks up the first down. And all of a sudden, the Chiefs have an opportunity to win the game with the first down. I mean, when the Browns punted that ball away, I thought it was the right move. And I also thought, man, we have to rely on our defense right now. And I think that tells you all you need to know about this team and about that unit is they were too one-sided. They were too one-sided. The defense, I mean – Look, let's be honest. Some things didn't go the Browns' way, but also when Patrick Mahomes was in the game, they their defense didn't really stand a chance against the Chiefs either. There weren't a whole lot of stops. There, I mean, it, until Mahomes went out of the game, I mean, they did anybody think we were stopping the Chiefs? I mean, they pretty much marched right down the field every possession. Of this game, the Browns had no answer for Tyreek Hill. They had no answer for Travis Kelsey. One of my friends said this, and I I thought it was accurate, so I'm going to share it with the podcast. He said it feels like we're playing the Warriors, like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and we just didn't have an answer. Didn't have answers for any of it. I mean, the Browns' defense didn't even stand a chance, really when Patrick Mahomes and the offense is on the field. And, and I get the Chiefs are the best offense in the league. I get he's the best player in the league. And I get that they may be one of the best offenses we've ever seen. But still, to not even really have a chance, that that's tough. That's It's just tough when one side of the football is just that unreliable for you as a team. And look, I... I know I saw some people out there blaming Joe Woods. I saw some people out there, you know, commenting more on the personnel. It's both. It's both. Miles Garrett in this game, to me, played unbelievable. He was clearly hurt. May, I mean, what was he, maybe 50%? He couldn't even really look like tackle people very well. But he made a huge play on third or on second down to make it third and 14. He made a couple other huge plays in this game. He played with incredible effort. He had a couple of tackles when guys had broken loose where he pursued all the way down the field and made those tackles. It was incredible effort. Where would this defense be without him? I mean, where would they be without him? Denzel Ward played fine. He got absolutely torched on the Kelsey touchdown. And I know he slipped, but he was already beat before he slipped. And he played fine the rest of the game. But outside of those two, who, who on this team is even like a, a penciled-in starter for next year? I'm, some of the D-line guys, not a lot in the linebackers, not a lot in the secondary. I mean, it's just they don't have the horses. They need. I, I wouldn't be mad if every single draft pick this year was on the defensive side of the football. 
they've got that many holes on that side of the football that need to be filled. And that's ultimately, to me, the number one reason they lost this game. And on top of that, the scheme, too, with Joe Woods. I mean, I, he's not blameless either. It's just it's tough to evaluate one and not the, without the other. You know, it's the scheme didn't make a lot of sense why they are so off on the receivers on that fourth down play. I don't know. It's fourth and one. The Chiefs aren't going to throw the ball 38 yards downfield. And if they do with Chad Henney, great. It's it's also on him to do something to confuse Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Tony Romo was calling what they should be doing for a quarter and a half before the Browns decided to do it. And they didn't adjust either. So if he's fired tomorrow, am I upset? No. If he's not fired, am I screaming from the rooftops? What are you doing? No, because they don't have any players either. But that's to me where this Browns team ultimately fell short. And I do also want to talk about the other obvious thing we have to talk about with this game and part of the reason why the Browns lost is that that play at the end of the first half. It's a dumb rule. It shouldn't be a touchback. I've talked about it before many times. It shouldn't be a touchback. It makes no sense. If you fumble anywhere else on any other part of the field, it goes back to where you fumbled it. I have no idea why it's different when it's in the end zone. I have no idea what the intention behind that rule is. If they're guarding against somebody, I can't figure it out. I, if somebody knows, tweet me at Henry underscore Edinger. I cannot figure out why that rule is the way it is. Now, why was that rule even in place? Because he got hit helmet to helmet and fumbled the football. Richard Higgins. He, he fumbled because of that helmet to helmet hit by Swanson. It was a missed call. It was a blatant missed call. The Browns got screwed. I, I don't really know what else to say. There is nothing else to say. It sucks. And it sucks that they lost this game by five points because – that it's a six-point play. It's really a nine-point play because the Chiefs go down and score a field goal. They might have ultimately had time to do that anyway, but it's at least six. And, and I hope they change the rule. I, I don't know what you do about them. I mean, I what do you do? It, it, there's nothing really to say other than to be upset. They missed the call. It was an obvious call. And... They missed it. It was a bad break. Now, give credit to the Browns for rebounding from that. And God, does this team show so much mental toughness. It makes me so happy to finally see that out of the team we're rooting for. So that's the silver lining. So much mental toughness there. They come out after that. Baker throws a pick. You think the game's over to start the second half, and it's not. They fight all the way back. They get this close. That brings me a lot of hope for the future. It brings me a lot of hope for this organization. but. The play went against him. There's nothing else to say. The play went against him, and it cost them a lot. Cost them maybe the opportunity to win this game or be leading in this game. Who knows how it would have played out, how, how things would have been different in the second half. We'll never know, but it hurt, and it hurt the Browns a lot because it, it could have been 16-10. They could be going into halftime just down six. Instead, they're not. They're down 19-3, and it's a totally different game. But – you can't do anything about it. And to the Browns' credit, they didn't. And they came back and they fought and all of that. And I also am just not the kind of guy that's going to put the entire game on that one play. As I said, I don't know how it would have turned out. So I'm listing it probably as reason two the Browns lost after the defense. 
because it was just one play, but I, it, it obviously meant a lot. It obviously meant a lot. There's no other way around it, but I, I do think the defense is slightly more to blame and I'm just not going to put everything from the game on one play, even though it was a huge play and, and it was upsetting. Reason number three for me is I thought Kevin Stefanski had an up and down day and look, I am the biggest Kevin Stefanski defender ever. My friends are probably tired of how much I talk about how good he is as a coach and a play caller for us, how great he's been setting a culture for this team. I talked about it last week. He is so deserving of the coach of the year. It's unbelievable the job he's done. But he's also a rookie head coach. And I thought he had some good moments today. It wasn't all bad. That's why he's not number one on my list, but he had some bad moments too. And it's part of the growing pains with this team for sure. And with him and I'm, Absolutely not backing off his corner at all. I think he is, frankly, already a top five coach in the NFL, but he's a rookie head coach. And you saw Andy Reid on the other side of things. That guy struggled in the playoffs for years. He struggled making decisions and he's learned from experience. And we can only hope Kevin is going to learn from these experiences and and come back as a better coach next year when the Browns are hopefully in the playoffs. Uh, You know. People are going to talk about the punt on fourth and nine that gave the the Chiefs the ball back where they ultimately, the Browns never saw it again. I actually thought that was the right call. It's fourth and nine in your own territory. If you don't convert that, which odds are heavily against you in that situation, then the Chiefs are pretty much in automatic field goal range anyway. And you're all of a sudden you're down eight so that you need the two-point conversion to you got to hope your defense can get a stop. I mean, you, hey, there's four and a half minutes left in the game. Your defense has got to come up with a stop there, and they didn't. But I don't think that was the wrong call. Kudos to him for going forward on fourth and one earlier as well. I thought that was the right call, too. So I, I don't think the decision-making was all bad, but it was some of the other situational awareness stuff he just got wrong. He didn't challenge the one catch that, that wasn't a catch, and then he challenged the Tyree kill one when it was pinned against his leg. and. That's hard. I'm not saying those are easy decisions. Tyree Kill clearly bobbled the ball. The coaches on the sideline could see it. He probably didn't have time to see a replay, but it was the wrong call. It was the wrong challenge, and the Browns desperately could have used that timeout at the end of the game. They absolutely could have used that timeout, and they didn't have it. Now the Browns also should have gone for two earlier in that game. I have no – I I don't really understand why they didn't. It would have made it a one-possession game instead of two. The Chiefs would have felt more pressure. I – I, I just, I have no explanation for that. The situational awareness seemed off for me. It didn't quite make sense. And, and I almost, I, I separate Kevin Spansky into two buckets, almost head coach and, and offensive coordinator in terms of calling plays. And they all go into one, but yeah, the, I, the situational awareness stuff I thought was up and down. And then I thought the play calling was up and down. He had some brilliant moments as a play caller in this game, the screen to Njoku, the Baker running for it on third down going back to the run game when they're down 19-3, not panicking and just pounding it down the Chiefs' throat that drive. Those were all great things by Kevin Stefanski. That's why he's coach of the year. But he also had some inexplainable things to me. I don't understand why we kept going with Nick Chubb in the screen game. Kareem Hunt's a much better pass catcher. I like Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb can usually catch passes. But he was struggling today. And 
when you have a better option, it didn't make sense. And then when they kept going back to it, it didn't make sense. It, it, it okay. One. Okay. And he drops it. Maybe you don't go back to that Two, I get it. You see something in the scheme and the game plan there. You, I, what did they call four Nick Chubb screens in this game? It just didn't make any sense. It didn't. And I don't know. And, and piggybacking off that, why did it take so long to get Kareem Hunt involved? He's obviously got the motivation with this Chiefs team. He runs so hard. He's such a change of pace from Nick Chubb. That two-headed monster has been awesome all year. Felt like he kind of forgot about Kareem Hunt in the first half. I just I, – I don't know what happened. I don't. And he – the play calling in the last drive, again, kind of up and down. The offensive line got blown up on a couple of those plays, to be honest. Baker had to go to his check down, so I don't really know what the play was. We'll have to go back. I'll have to go back and watch it. I don't know where the play was supposed to go, but Baker had to go to his check down because his offensive line got blown up. So that's not all Kevin Stefanski's fault, but as I said, it was just – it wasn't bad. It was up and down. And when you're going against the defending Super Bowl champions and a coach – and Andy Reid that did not have an up and down game. I thought Andy Reid was a great, you know, great from the start in this one. You, you just can't afford afford that. The Browns got, I think, slightly outcoached in this game. And we're usually used to doing the outcoaching. Kevin Stefanski dominated Mike Tom from last week. Dominated. He dominated on every side of the football. And I know he wasn't even on the sidelines, but in the preparation, the Browns had the Steelers figured out before they took the field. Just go look at the first couple drives, and and he didn't have that today. That's tough. That's tough, but all right. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to hear from a sponsor, and then, as I said, we are going to get back on a positive note on this podcast because I'm in pain right now, to be honest, Browns fans. I'm sure you are, too, but we also were within one score of the Chiefs in in a chance to go to the AFC Championship, so I just – I can't be all down. I can't. Uh, So – All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back on the other side here. All right, and we're back here on the rebuild. Henry Ettinger coming to you post-game. It's about 7 o'clock Eastern time, so so the Browns lost a little while ago, but still pretty fresh, to be honest, as I record this podcast. I'm I'm going to turn positive uh, here for a couple minutes because as much as this hurts, there was a lot, a lot that all, we also need to touch on in this game. Number one has got to be Baker Mayfield. Oh, my God, did he play well. Better than I could have uh, even, even thought. And I've become more – I've warmed up way more to Baker Mayfield the last 10 weeks, way, way more. I'm in on him as a quarterback, all of that. He played at a level I didn't even know he had in it, to be honest. The accuracy he played with in this game, his pocket presence in this game, his toughness in this game, all of it. He played at the level of a Super Bowl winning quarterback in the playoffs, on the road against the number one seed defending Super Bowl champions. So if you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday and it's worn off a little bit, put a smile on your face because the Browns have their franchise quarterback. It's over. It's done. I just saw it. The debate's over. Extend him this offseason. It's done. He was that good. The accuracy he showed in this game was off the charts. The throw down the sideline to Donovan Peoples-Jones. He had a throw to Higgins that was insane. To the tight ends that were amazing. The touch throws. The intermediate. The distance. All of them. He had it all. 
Baker Mayfield played, frankly, as good as Patrick Mahomes. He just didn't have the supporting cast and didn't have the defensive side of the football quite the same way. But he was right there. He was that good. I don't even know what his stats were. I'm, I'm coming to you after the game. I haven't looked at the box score, and I'm not going to because, frankly, I don't care. I don't care. It's over. Baker Mayfield is the franchise quarterback. I've been, I was on the fence at one point. Browns fans, I'm sure some of you were on the fence. Some of you might have been bought in a long time ago. Well, no debate anymore. It's done. It's Baker Mayfield's the franchise quarterback of this team. He should get an extension this offseason. I was so impressed with how he played all around in this game. Couldn't have been more impressed. He could do everything. He, can, he, I, he has – look, he makes mistakes. I'm not going to say he's perfect. But every quarterback makes mistakes. Yeah, he threw a pass over the middle late to Jarvis Landry. And, and, and Tyron Matthew, one of the best defenders in the NFL, picked it off. That happens. He's thrown, what, like two interceptions in the last 12 weeks? I don't, uh, I don't know if that's off the top of my head. But I, he was that good. And going forward, not, in, in football, nothing else matters, right? If you, you can have the coach. You can have the GM. I'm, in, I'm coming to you from Chicago right now. You know what Chicago would kill for right now? Somebody to play like Baker Mayfield did in this game. If you've got a quarterback, everything else solves itself. And I think you saw today that the Browns roster actually might not be as, as good as some of these top teams. And the reason they're there is because Baker Mayfield's at the level of some of these other top quarterbacks. He's that good. He is an elite quarterback. He is a round two playoff level quarterback. Look at the quarterbacks who are left in in the playoffs. He's right there with all of them. Sign him. I would have extended him at halftime. He was that good in this game. Done. Over. Extended. So if you're a Browns fan, that's number one thing you got to be happy for. On top of that, I think our receivers played great. Our running backs played great. Wills goes out on the first play of the game, but for the most part, I think the offensive line was pretty solid. Injuries eventually caught up to them this season, but that offense is a machine. I don't expect it to change. We when we got great production out of some receivers. Landry was as good, if not better, than you could have expected this year. When OBJ goes down, all of a sudden Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, these guys are stepping up. Our tight ends are stepping up. And Joku even had some big plays in this game. This offense is a machine, and I I, I think it's only going to get better. This was year one. They didn't even practice very much this year. No offseason, limited practice, COVID issues all the time, and this offense was still back. So it's the whole package. And on top of that, I think you've got the coach for the long term. I just, and I, I know I already talked about it, but I got to give another shout out to Miles Garrett. I love the way he played. My dad texted me. It was almost, he thought it was the most impressive game he's seen from him because. He didn't have a whole lot of help across the board on his defensive line. He's clearly hurt going up against a pretty solid, you know, chiefs team. And he's the guy everybody's focused on him. And he's still at 60% played with incredible effort. He played with incredible toughness. He left everything out on the field. What more can you ask for in the team? You know, we've got a coach, we've got an offensive leader in Baker Mayfield that the team clearly would play its hearts out for, does play its hearts out for. And you've got a leader on the defensive side of the football that does the same thing. 
embodies everything Kevin Stefanski preaches, plays with incredible toughness, incredible heart. That's the makings of a Super Bowl team right there. And, and they just have to fill everything else out. They just have to fill out the rest of the roster out, and this team is that good. I have no doubt they'll be back again. I have no doubt. All right, Browns fans, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? I'll tell you the first place I'm going. I already ordered some Domino's. It's on the way. I've got a bunch of beers that are cold in the fridge, ready to be consumed. That's the first place I'm going. <laughs> this hurts, man. This hurts. It's still even even a couple hours after. I'm not I'm not fully over it, to be honest. And I'm sure you guys won't be either. So that that's the first place I'm going. But as a team, where do we go from here? Stan Baker Mayfield. Draft a lot of defensive players in this offseason and get back right to this place next year because this team is that level of talent. They have the culture, they've got the coach, and they can be right here back next year. And we can, instead of having a conversation where we're sad at the end of this year, we could have a conversation where the Browns are on top of the world. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that the Browns could be in Super Bowl contention next year. So it's not guaranteed. There's injuries. This is the NFL. Teams go up and down. But I think the Browns are here to stay. For all you guys out there, thank you so much for listening. Just, I, I, I couldn't be more grateful. I, I, I've touched on this on the podcast a couple of times, but tens of thousands of people listened to us this year in terms of unique listeners. We had the most growth of any Blue Wire NFL podcast this year it was incredible to see your support during the season browns fans i appreciate you guys so much for listening i'm going to be coming to you with content all off season so is jordan on the on this feed because look the quest to super bowl starts now with free agency with the draft with the baker mayfield contract extension all of that we're going to be coming to you with all that stuff all off season long. There's plenty to talk about. It's some of my favorite stuff. I love the draft. I love free agency. You look at some of the best teams out there, the bills, part of the reason they're so good is the work they did in free agency and the draft, the saints, all those guys. So it's important. And we're going to be covering all of that until week one next year where we really are. And we'll come with some season wrap up stuff. Uh, I'm sure as well in the speed and all that, but Browns fans, it's, it's been an honor to celebrate this team with you. And although it's heartbreak right now, I'm devastated right now. I appreciate you guys. I love Browns Nation. And I can't wait to cheer this team on again later this year in 2021. So until next time, everybody, I'm Henry Ettinger signing off on this final in-season edition of the rebuild. We'll be coming back to you with more stuff later this week, but I say this with a sad heart, but also a proud heart. Go Browns.